0: In today's episode, we speak to the wonderful intentional habit coach Joy Jewell. It was great to talk to Joy about how creating healthy habits can help you navigate hustle culture. She gave lots of great tips and ideas for you to be able to do that, so make sure you are ready with a pen and paper. It was also great to hear from Joy about her experiences with hustle culture and how she's navigated that as she has grown her own business. And also looked after her two young children as well. Um, I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. I had a great conversation with Joy, um, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hello, hello, and welcome. I am Lindsay, founder of Gold Digger Coaching, and your host of the Anti Hustle Club podcast. I should point out that I'm not 100% anti-hustle, but I am keen to have conversations with people about the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes from chasing the hustle culture many of us grew up with. If this podcast can inspire just one person to embrace an anti-hustle hour in their everyday life, then I think we'll be on to a winner. Welcome to the podcast. Joy, how are you? Thank you.
1: I am very, very well. I am looking forward to it being at the end of the month and getting stuck into 2022 properly.
0: I know. It does feel like we've had a bit of a... For me, it's been like a stop start of like lulled me into a false sense of security. have been okay and then a manic last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I always feel like January is a bit of a false start anyway. It's like getting you bearings and figuring out what you want to be doing and stuff so yeah February let's start with February
0: January is a practice February. run. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, For those people who are listening who don't know who you are can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah of course so I'm Joy and I am an intentional habit coach so basically what I do is I help people figure out who they want to be in life or who they've always thought that they are, but they can't quite manage to live that life authentically. And then crucially, figure out what daily actions they need to be doing to connect those dots. Um, I'm a little bit different because everything that I do always comes from a place of self-compassion. So I work with behavior change, but I never work with behavior change that is supposed to fix you or who you are. It's all about wanting more for yourself, knowing that you deserve the absolute best in life,
0: and going and getting
1: it so that's me in a nutshell really
0: thank you and for that uh, introduction um and just to kind of set the scene then so we we're talking about hustle um and anti-hustle and, and in the start of the podcast and the show notes and everything I do talk about you know I'm not 100% anti-hustle yeah. it's just that I think we need to be less hustle than more hustle um but I know that hustle means different things to different people so what would you say hustle meant to you
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting topic, isn't it? Because like you say, a little bit of hustle can be good. And I think it's always really good to push yourself a little bit more. But I tend to think of hustle culture um, as quite a negative thing generally, just because of the history involved with it. It's usually quite a masculine term, kind of, you know, get your four hours sleep, get up at five o'clock, hit the gym you know your day will fall apart if you don't have the perfect morning routine and that's kind of my very initial thought but a little bit of hustle yeah it's a good thing you know making that extra bit of effort to push yourself forward because you can become complacent and I think as well I used to um when I first started out in life coaching was very very into the self-care side of things which is crucial you know it is it is essentially just taking care of yourself it's not a luxury it's a human right that we should all be doing um the trouble with it is that you can kind of get sucked into that just as much as you can get sucked into hustle culture and really just stay in your comfort zone because it's nice and cozy in there and it's I think striking the balance is really really important Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I think hustle I do think initially it kind of it scares me a bit, it worries me a bit just because of the that kind of culture of going all in. Yeah. Never never works well. You go all in and you fall straight out of the other side. Um that's my that's my initial scary thought, but I agree with you. A, li- a little bit a little bit of balance in there.
0: Yeah. It's good it's so true as well what you say like you've with kind of hustle culture generally it's it is very much you're kind of all in yes. and there isn't any there's no exceptions it's like you are headfirst into this like well, will sleep when you um sleep when you're dead sleep is for the week all those kind of things yeah it it really does kind of like suck you in that's kind yeah of my experience what's you what's your experience been of hustle culture in your career so I've always worked for myself
1: always okay. apart from well I'd say that I think there were about three months here and there mm-hmm. and this is you know I'm 38 this week so that's quite a long time to be working for myself so my kind of hustle it's always come from me okay and I've definitely fallen into the trap still of being like yeah I've got to keep going I've got to keep doing it I've got and Almost like it's a race. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I would never say that I'm like a jealous person or somebody who compares myself. But yeah, when you're like, oh, but you know, look at her, she's like way ahead of me. And she started after me. And right, I've really, I've really got to go all out now. I've got to, you know, put in the extra hours and I've Mm -hmm. got to keep going because if they're doing really well, then what's wrong with me? I must I mustn't be working hard enough or doing enough or meeting enough people or networking enough.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I was in that trap. And actually, I've been talking for two years about how much I hate hustle culture and how toxic it is and how we should ignore it. And you know what I realized in November last year is that I hadn't had one break in 15 months. I didn't take Christmas 2020 off and I finished a three-month coaching program and I started again. I think I had a three-day break. And then I started another one because I liked what I was doing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was going well.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it got to June and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah, I love this, but it's still, it's breaking me.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you know, I've, I started this new job and then nine months in, I was like, I just can't do this. Some, like something has to change. And it still took me until Christmas just gone to be like break time off two weeks and then I came back and I was like actually you know I'm gonna start doing my business on my terms
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I thought I'd been doing yeah but it's so easy even as someone I count myself as very very self-aware you know it's part of our training yep, um definitely. and i but I've just been swept along and everything um oh they're la- launching this and they're doing a group program and they're doing courses and they're doing one-to-one And meanwhile, you know, I work in school hours. I've got four-year-old twins. Mm -hmm. Before that, they were only in nursery three mornings a week. So I'd, you know, try to squeeze as much as I possibly could into those hours. And then I'm like, but I'm still behind everybody else because, you know, so many people, they'll they'll just work until like eight o'clock at night. And I can't do that. So I'd fill my weekends up with work wherever I could. And on paper, you know, I was probably only doing 20 hours a week. Yep. I was taking like every little bit of spare time like right this is my chance to work I've got to go and work and I've made a really conscious decision um, at the end of last year when I realized that actually I'd been swept along like everybody else I was like right no more evenings no more weekends mm-hmm. and I took that break had a proper Christmas holiday and then it came to the first Saturday morning and I was like normally every Saturday morning go upstairs sit at my desk and I'll work for the morning I went upstairs I sat on my desk and that urge was there like yeah right I've got like three hours now like what could I like what work could I be doing in three hours and I didn't do it and I haven't done it all month That's but still still now I sit at my desk and I'm like twitchy like oh but I could just I could just finish that off and but there's all until you say I'm done mm-hmm. there's always something more you can do isn't there yeah so yeah so, yeah, it's quite, it's quite apt, really, that you got in touch and said, do this podcast with me, because I was like, oh, well, yeah, I, like, I actually haven't been, been great with myself with, yeah. with Hustle. Like, I've been doing too much because I feel like I need to catch up. And it gave me a lot of food for thought, <laughs> as you can tell. So, yeah, you Definitely. came in at a good time.
0: Yeah. So what do you think the kind of, what was the, the thing that stopped you kind of saying actually no enough is enough now was there like something that happened or were you just was it just a realization I think I kept coming up with excuses last year like I was
1: just exhausted it got to the summer I was like I'm just tired like I'm fatigued and I'd always loved it which is why it was so easy to fall into that trap and I was like I don't know if I like it as much as I did um and I was just like, I feel like, I feel like I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. And actually, in a way, worse. It was like, I felt like I was trying to swim upstream and then I was drowning. Yeah. And then I was trying to swim upstream again and then I was drowning. And just this constant everyday battle. of. And I'd wake up and I just, I used to wake up and think, oh great, I've got to speak to this person today or create this content or do these worksheets or do this workshop. And it got to the point where I just woke up and I'm like, oh, like, here we go again. Yeah. I just got to get to the end of the day. I was like, this is, you know, I'm helping people figure out what they want to be doing with their lives and who they want to be. And meanwhile, I'm waking up and I'm thinking, I don't want to be this person. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to, I had to take a lot of time to reflect because I'm very much a you know get intentional with things like really reflect on things before you can move forward It's like well where is you know where is it going wrong and it comes back to that thing of just just trying to feel like I'm catching up Mm -hmm. and what I say to all my clients is you know it's all about pace it's all about making it sustainable finding your own you know footing um you're not in a race with anyone else just stay in your lane like do your thing and meanwhile I'm like oh no like what do I do like I've got to keep going and like really like getting panicky about it um and it got to the point as well because I you know I do have a family I started thinking well you know if I wasn't working what like what else could I be doing with my weekends Mm -hmm. and like how much happier would I be even though I I love the work that I'm doing if actually I was doing other things that I love because you know I'm not my job yeah as much as I love it it isn't me it's what I do for a living um so I started doing like more creative stuff started doing a bit of cooking started actually going out at the weekends more with my family and um just my mood has improved so much so I think it's really really important particularly for business owners that. You make sure that you are doing things that support you as a person. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, you can't support your business because you're the one working in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so true. And I kind of really identify with the fact that you said, you know, I love my job. It doesn't feel like hard work. I, You know, I was waking up and it's just what you feel like you're meant to do. So it doesn't feel like work and it it does take a lot of um kind of self-discipline to stop yourself from saying oh I'm not going to work past 8 p.m or I'm not going to work on weekends like that's a big thing like and I'll be honest I'm working through that at the moment like I'm trying to put boundaries in place like some of my boundaries are amazing in some areas of my life when it comes to work because the to-do list is never finished yeah it's
1: always as soon as it is you just put something else on yeah it's <laughs> like,
0: like I could just be doing this or I'll just add this or I'll just get ahead with this when you actually end up taking no time for yourself do you think that the the pandemic had obviously like we had 18 months of not being able to go anywhere do you think that had an impact on kind of you having that focus on work or yeah I mean
1: I think where it really started was actually when I was doing my life coaching training and okay. it was I signed up for it just before the first lockdown, Mm -hmm. and I ended up starting it, actually starting it right after the first lockdown, because there were then three, two, three-year-olds at home that obviously couldn't go to nursery. So they were in nursery, finally, eventually, in kind of June, and they were only in two mornings a week, so I was like, right, this is my time, like, Mm -hmm. to get this course done, to, like, do my workshops, do my mock coaching, all of this. So it was like completely, man- I mean, I'd be exhausted by the time I'd have like four hours, sit down, squeeze as much as I could in. Then that's when the weekend working happened. Yeah. Um, and it was like this almost manic working. Like I just got to get through as much as I possibly can and I go, 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 go. Um, and it, that really kind of started things moving in that direction because that just continued trying to squeeze as much as I possibly could, even as more time became available so when when they started school in September I'd been thinking like oh I'm gonna have so much more time like I'm gonna have you know six hours every weekday to work like I'm gonna be able to you know do some yoga and take yep. the dog for long walks oh it's gonna be lovely and did I do any of that or did I continue just squeezing as much as I possibly could into those hands yes I continued to just <laughs> work my ass off basically because once you get into that way of thinking and doing like you said it's so hard to just actually be like okay I'm just gonna step back even just for like half an hour like actually have my my lunch like downstairs in the kitchen away from my desk Mm. um yeah and I think the pandemic it definitely made that harder because like well I've got got nothing else to do I've got nowhere nowhere to go so you know I might as well even when I was I was reading I wouldn't read a novel I'd be like oh well I'll do some research yeah like either like business books or you know self-development books like, like every little bit of time I was like well I might as well use this all this time I've got to work on my business like everybody else right now <laughs> um so yeah I think the pandemic really added fuel to the fire I guess yep.
0: yeah absolutely it's so interesting as well. Just when you mentioned there about reading, and that you'd always kind of pick up either a business book or a self development book. Um, it was actually this morning that I I was going to a Pilates class, and I always listen to business podcasts, like yeah. whether it's like, um, The Diary of a CEO, kind of listen to those kind of business podcasts or like coaching podcasts or just anything to kind of just soak something up and I as soon as I leave the house my headphones are in and I've listened to a podcast and this morning I was like I just can't bear it like I just want to listen to music so I put like some old tunes on that I haven't heard for years and absolutely loved my commute to the the Pilates studio and I just thought often we so we feel like we need to get the most out of every single minute of the day that we need to kind of be proactive and be like be on it all the time. Yeah. And just like right, well I'm 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 wasting time like traveling to the Pilates session. So I will, you know, soak up some personal development and listen to a podcast and then get in so I don't feel like I'm missing out. And I'm like, holy shit Lindsay, like just listen to some music. Yeah, as well like never really switching off from stuff um yeah and like giving your
1: brain that chance to just reset yeah and actually just take a moment and do something that you enjoy which you're just enjoying it for the sake of it is so worthwhile and it's so necessary and it's so needed and um yeah I would encourage everybody to do that for themselves at least once a day because you know your worth isn't anything to do with how productive you are or what you've achieved and I think another thing which I really struggle with with hustle culture is um, these external outcomes and these goals you always have to have a goal to reach yeah Um, and I've been there I've been that person who's like you know when I do this then I'm going to be really really proud of myself and I'm going to like just I'll know I've made it when I've done x y and z and then push yourself really really hard or know it gets further and further away and you feel terrible about yourself or maybe you make it and then what happens yeah and yeah it's we've got to be careful and we've got to look out for each other as well because I think the more we keep talking about why these things are a problem Mm -hmm. the further that message is going to spread and people are going to realize actually I can do things at my own pace and it is okay and not just say it like I said it all of last year, yeah. but actually to, to make those changes. And one way of helping make those changes is to switch one thing for something else. So, you know, if you normally re- read your business books, yeah. or like you said, your podcasts, then even just once a week, listen to music instead or read a novel. But if you have something that you can say, okay, I'm going to do this instead then you're not gonna get to that point and be like, oh, I have to make this decision. What do I do? Because like, you're, you're always gonna choose the thing that you're trying to stop doing yeah. if you don't plan ahead and if you don't have an alternative. So that's why um, now on Saturdays, because that was always my big work morning at mm-hmm. the weekend, I will do, um, I'll put some music on and I'll do sketching because I knew if I was like, well, I'm just going to stop working on Saturdays, then I'd be like, well, what do I do on Saturday? Yeah. What do I like? I need something to do. I have to do something. And actually, I, I can just sketch, and I'm no one's going to see it. I'm not going to do anything with it. But I can turn my brain off, and I can actually I'm concentrating on something else. I'm not think, doing it and thinking. So on Monday, as soon as I because I'm doing this now, as soon as I start on Monday, I need to do X, Y, and Z, or but I could just open my laptop and get it done and I don't have to worry about it on Monday. None of that is there. So for anybody who's listening or for you, (laughs) that would be my biggest tip is to switch it. Just find something else. Um, And I think as well, when you've been stuck in this kind of, I have to be productive all the time so that I know that I've done something with my day, so my day was worthwhile, so... I am worthwhile, because that's always the underlying thing. Mm-hmm. It's such a struggle to then be like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Because then you're like, well, if my productivity is the value that I give to the day and the value that I give to my life, and I don't have that, like, who am I? What do I do? It's, it's, it goes so much deeper, I think, than any of us appreciate until you actually stop to think about it and talk about it.
0: Definitely yeah. and I really think they're like tapping into the values conversation as well like it's so easy especially if you're kind of bought into or like focus on kind of the hustle culture that you're worth and then everything else kind of gets tied up in the values around work and you kind of forget that you are a person outside of your work so you're kind of and I, this is I. I did this personally. Like this was me, maybe three years ago. That everything was solely focused on work. I was jumping yeah. up the career ladder. I was focusing on that next promotion. And it's really interesting you said. Um, you know, when when you've achieved that goal, then so what? Like, what is the? Yeah. And and I remember. and I've still got the post-it note somewhere. I, I think it's in my drawer. And I literally, I think I must have got a promotion, or I was working towards something, and I wrote on the post-it note, and then what question mark? Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> "Oh shit, okay." Yeah. And it's just like, well, what you know, and you know, coming from a, an organisation that I, a business that I run called Gold Digger Coaching. Obviously, I'm focused on goals, but it's not always like it's everything else while you going to achieve the goal and sometimes the goal doesn't have to be I don't know it's just it's it comes down to defining what success means to you and Um,
1: yeah I mean I don't I don't hate goals as a rule um you know something that I always say to my clients is that if you kind of going on a journey of transformation you don't have a goal it's kind of like running a marathon without knowing where the finish is yeah it's kind of like milestones
0: yeah definitely
1: to to get you you know you're on the right track and it it is a boost but there has to be more to it mm. um i mean the thing that i get a lot of as a habit coach is i have a lot of people maybe like twice a month come to me and say i need habits for exercise and healthy eating because i need to lose two stone yeah um and not many people end up working with me because i say well, okay, let's talk about that. Let's figure out what's going on here. Why do you need to lose two stone? What's going to happen after that? You know, how different are you going to feel? And actually what they tend to say is, well, I'm going to feel more confident. I'm going to like myself more. It's like, well, you need to address that first and then figure out what your goals are. You know, are your goals really that you need to lose two stone or do you want to, you know, have more energy or just feel like you're eating more balanced diet and some people are like oh yeah I really need to like think that through and that's when my kind of self self Mm self-compassion thing comes in that's like my pillar of my business is that it has to be come from a place of wanting the best for yourself yeah um and not being like well I need to fix this about myself because I'm broken in some way but yeah go goals again it's um it's worth delving into and figuring out actually do you want those goals or is it just something that you've kind of been programmed to want?
0: Yeah definitely and definitely with the programming piece as well like goals of like getting that promotion you know taking that next step because we are kind of led to in a traditional sense of you're led through school to get A-levels then you're led to go to university because that is what we define success as and then it's then you go and get a job and you climb the career ladder and then you retire like that yeah. essentially like the old school level of success and is how much do we actually stop to question is that right for us yes and, and the answer
1: will be different for everybody yeah for some people it, that is absolutely what they want and that's the dream and they'll keep pushing and for other people when they stop to think about it be like actually no, I want, you know, I want time and freedom from the office. And actually, I really am interested in the arts or helping people or whatever. Who knows? But until you actually stop and ask yourself those questions, you're never going to know the answer. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I think that's something that quite a lot of people have probably been asking themselves recently. I know that with the great, they call it the great resignation. Yes. um, (laughs) That people have had chance to reflect throughout like the pandemic and realize that actually it's important for them to be home to see their kids rather than being in the office at 7am yeah like what do you think about do you think that's
1: yeah I mean I think a lot of people like you say they're just on on this sort of treadmill and they've just done what's expected of them and you know what their parents have done because things were very, very different. Then, you you know, you got your job for life and that was it. And you stayed there until you retired. And then you went and sat in a chair and watched TV. (laughs) Yeah. Things are very, very different now. I mean, people have multiple jobs, side hustles. Um, You can figure out what you want in life and you can make it work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest shift is actually it used to be you get your job, you try to get as much money as you can or as much status as you can and then you fit your life around it and now people are re- realizing well actually I have a life and I would know that I want to live my life in a certain way and I'm going to get a job that fits that which is how it should be yeah um, and it's nice it's nice to see people calling on to that it's really special actually to see that huge shift that's taking place in my generation especially I think that actually I don't have to do this because I was told to do it when I was four years old and I started school, but that's yeah. the way that my life was going to be. Um, but it's scary. Yep. It's scary. <laughs> like, to be like, okay, I, maybe I deserve a bit more than this and maybe I don't want to live my
0: life this way. And that means I've got to create some massive shifts. Um, but um, If somebody is listening and they kind of feel that like they want to kind of make that shift away from... The hustle culture, the kind of the the generalization of what success looks like. What advice would you give them? Two things. The biggest thing
1: I would say is just think about it for a long time. Be really, really considerate. Explore what you could do, what you're interested in. Find the bright spots in your life and follow those, um, and develop them, grow them, whatever they could be. Um, And be aware of planning fallacy. So planning fallacy essentially is people think that things are going to take less time than they do. And they think that they need to push themselves more than they have to. Again, all ties into hustle culture. Yeah. Um, So be aware of that and just give yourself the space and time to explore what you love and what could work for you and what's important to you. Because when you've been ignoring that for sometimes decades, it can be really hard to figure that out. Um, Journal around it, talk to friends about it, talk to loved ones, get a coach, read books and don't feel stressed about it as much as possible. As you know, it's much easier to say that than do it, Mm -hmm. but um, kind of go with the flow a bit and enjoy the process as cheesy as that may be yeah. because it does make a difference if you're like oh no my life has gone horribly wrong and I'm not where I thought I would be and you know I was going on this path and it's not the right path I'll panic or what the hell do I do it's only going to exasperate things yeah and you can switch that and you can be like okay well actually you know this great job has given me a house or you know whatever whatever it could be yeah. Or, you know, I've got brilliant friends out of it. It doesn't mean that you've wasted your life until now because you've been on the wrong path. It might have been the right path 10 years ago. Yeah. And you've just things have changed and you've changed. You might be more self-aware or it might just be that life has changed. Maybe there have been some big losses in your life that I mean, for me, I lost my mum when I was in my 20s and that really made me. Take stock of things and reflect a lot. And you know, something like that, it does shift the way that you're thinking. And that complete that will completely change the path that you're on. It didn't mean that everything I'd done up until that moment was a waste. Mm. So you can appreciate what you've gone through already and be grateful for the path that you've been on and still say, well, that was great, but actually I'm going to go this way now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess the big thing, be aware that things take time give yourself space, take it slow and just enjoy it as much as possible and be excited for your future. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is like around taking the time because often like when I'd made the decision that I was like, right, I'm going to become, I'm going to retrain to be a life coach. Um, I was in court, I was working corporate full time and I was like, right, I'm going to change. Like literally I went from, I felt like I went from one hustle culture situation to another to then I was like doing the side hustle and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But it's, it's really taking a step back and being patient with yourself and with what's going on yes. to not feel like you have to go from the frying pan into the fryer. Like- yeah, I would say, yeah, make sure you're running into something
1: that you're excited for and that you love rather than just running away from something that you can't stand anymore. Because you can, you can, can, if you know you're leaving a certain situation or a certain way of life, you can set up those boundaries. You can start putting up that wall brick by brick. You don't just have to, you know, put it all up in one day and to yeah. look the other way and pretend it's not there. You can make life even easier for yourself in the process while still like just taking stock and um, making sure that you're going the right way in the future as much as possible. You could change your mind again in five years and that would I be know, fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like five months and that's completely fine. I think it is. Them, um, is it? A sunk cost fallacy where people think that the amount of time that they spend on something means that yeah. they then can't you know if you've been yeah. in a relationship five years or a job five years that you spent so much time and effort doing something you have to stick but, it out yeah, yeah. but that yeah. isn't like and I think that's also like a generational thing like I think my parents and my grandparents would be like well I've made my bed I will lie in it yeah. kind of situation But it's like well make your bed and move on if you want like get a different yeah. bed it doesn't have to be <laughs> I love that. get a different bed
1: <laughs> yeah I, that's definitely true and I think um yeah it is definitely a generational thing where it, it's it can be really worrying for older generations to be like oh they've like they've gone all this way and they're just going to give it all up well no because you've learned things and you've grown as a person and you can take it and do something else with it um yeah it's fine it really is fine like it's it sounds like I'm shrugging things off to keep saying it's fine, but it is, and we put so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah, like what's the worst that could happen, really? And if there is a really big bad situation that could happen, plan for that. Yeah, it can be that simple. We don't need to make things so hard for ourselves. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, and it does come back to that kind of conversation that we were having, you know, the working hard conversation, and you know if. It feels like there needs to be it needs to be difficult and there needs to be struggle, and there needs we need to overcome adversity to kind of get to where we want to be. When actually we could just let it happen and and not just kind of like throw the cards and see where they lie, but like you could actually you could choose to have more of a how am I trying to say this without trying to sound tone deaf? You can we kind of subscribe into that it's got to be hard but what if it didn't have to be hard and we didn't have to do it that way does that make sense
1: yeah I mean yes and you can still do things which are hard and which are difficult but you can make it easier for yourself (laughs) yes thank you that is definitely what I wanted to say thank you (laughs) I think um some I can't remember where I heard this but something which I absolutely love, which I heard a few months ago, was surrender to the position you are, but know your full potential going forward. And I love that because I love the thought of just like, OK, this is what's going on right now and I'm going to go with it. But I know that this isn't it and I know that good things are coming my way and I can make that happen. But I don't need to stress about it. I don't need to get in the right tizzy about it and lose sleep over it. And um, that's something that is just as soon as I saw it or heard it, um, it's really like it's implanted itself in my brain. Because I just think that's it was so perfect for the time of my life as well, where yeah. I was like, this is hard. This is really, really hard. Why is it so hard? Why is everybody doing so much better than I am? And I'm finding it so difficult and everyone else is just coasting through. It's like well actually it's because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I have two small children that aren't in school yet and I'm trying to start up a new business and actually yeah that is quite hard (laughs) that's
0: where I am in life and it won't always be like that um so yeah I mean yeah and often we don't give ourselves enough credit to just say actually hang on a minute I'm actually keeping two small human beings alive and surviving a global pandemic and starting a business like yeah we don't stop to celebrate the it's always that it's getting sucked back into that hustle culture of like what's the next thing like we've hit that goal right what's the next thing what's the next and always moving on quicker than we've actually had chance to celebrate what's happened
1: yes and I think as well for me growing up in the 80s and 90s everything was about self-esteem yeah it's like you've got to have high self-esteem and I never had high self-esteem oh, <laughs> <me> ever. Ever. <laughs> um, and you know now there are so many studies about how self-esteem is just the worst thing to aim for mm. because it abandons you when things aren't going right because oh you know I've got to achieve this and achieve that and you know make this promotion or whatever be my best self yeah um and then, and then I'll feel really, really proud of myself and, you know, I'll have a confidence boost and I'll feel really good. And yeah, you will. You will for like a couple of days. <laughs> and then and then you got to start all over again because your self-esteem will start dipping again. And um, yeah, when you don't achieve those things, your self-esteem is going to be really, really low because self-esteem is all based on your achievements. And you're going to feel really yes. bad about yourself. And then you're not going to want to try and then you're going to feel even worse about yourself. And then what happens is people end up feeling really depressed or having really bad anxiety because they're not achieving things. And self-esteem is about tying your worth to what you're achieving, which, again, I know we've already talked about, but it's a big thing. That's Um, so true. I'm very anti-self-esteem, which is why I'm very pro-self-compassion, because when you are having those feelings of inadequacy or feelings of failure, because we all fail every day then self-esteem abandons you it's gone it doesn't want to help you out at all but self-compassion will come in and say you know like you said well it's a pandemic and you're looking after kids and you've got a business to run or you know you, you're working long hours because you're in this corporate culture or whatever your situation is or you know you've lost somebody to COVID or whatever and like hold your hand and say hey come on you're doing a good job Yeah. well done you can keep you can do this you've had a really tough time and you've kept going and you can keep going again Mm -hmm. and it'll be okay so yeah the whole self-esteem thing ties so much into this like toxic culture of really does going and going so yeah I could talk about that for a very long time I'll try not to (laughs) no no
0: please it's so interesting that you because like I grew up in the 80s and 90s as well and, and you it is all linked into that kind of the self-esteem and the that you have to you know it's the external validation of you succeeding and you getting all this stuff that's going to help your self-esteem rise and then it's like that it's like a sugar rush that like it dips and then you're like quick I need some more to give me that kind of high and then you're on a roller coaster. of Yeah
1: and nobody ever explains to you you know self-esteem esteem esteem is something that some days you have and some days you don't it's like you are a person with high self-esteem or you are a person with low self-esteem yes. and then if you're the person with low self-esteem you think oh well you know I'm the person with low self-esteem because I'm not good enough and not clever enough or not pretty enough or whatever and you think well that's just who I am and that's just the way I am particularly you know for a kid growing yeah. up when you're being told well you've just got to have more
0: self-esteem you've just got to raise your self-esteem. How? Tell me how. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I have the, the notes to that so I can get kind of yeah. Give it to me. Step, <laughs> um. So, coming back to kind of the obviously the habit, intentional habit coaching that you do, like how could how could habits really play a part in people trying to kind of start to step away from hustle culture? Because I'm also mindful of the fact that we're doing this podcast and having these conversations. And it's not easy for anybody to just go, right, I'm going to stop and I'm going to drop out of yep. that life. Like, I know, like, it needs to be the 1%. What is that stuff that we can do to make the 1% difference to our lives that makes us feel a little bit less like we're running a like a freight train and kind of at a more sensible pace, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked because I'm very, very, very practical. Excellent. I, I like having things to tell people and show people that they can make a difference. So what I do with all of my clients is I have a lot of business owners
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and people in quite a corporate culture who want to change that. And what we do is we run through what they actually want their lives to look like and how they want their lifestyles to be. A lot of people want that work-life balance, that Mm -hmm. magical work-life balance. (laughs) So we come up with a keystone habit, which is the one habit that is going to make the biggest difference Um, to creating that change and it is a step-by-step change it's a slow change but it it snowballs yeah so as an example I had somebody um recently before Christmas I believe and we worked together and she said she wanted to show up she was um self-employed designer and she said that she wanted to create that work-life balance but also show up more in her business Mm -hmm. (laughs) which immediately you're are you like which one yeah which okay. one do you want um and we went through loads of different scenarios of what her life could look like and it turned out what she actually really wanted she wanted more than anything was to have that time freedom but to use the time that she was at work really really wisely yeah um so she didn't feel chained to her job she didn't feel chained to her desk and she could work however she wanted but she wanted the confidence as well to be able to say okay this is who I am this is what I'm doing this is why you should work with me um, and not waste time kind of skipping around those issues Mm -hmm. and we went through layer by layer all the different kind of steps that she would need to do and I start with goals because it's everybody loves a goal really like I said it's a milestone But what it ended up being is the habit that she chose for herself was actually meditation. Amazing. Because what it does, it's something which is gonna help her make those changes, give her the headspace that she needed to create that shift. And know she was doing something for herself Mm -hmm. and that would help with her stress levels, but also create these kind of enlightening moments for her where she could see which direction she wanted her business to go what she needed to put less energy into less focus into and what she needed to put more into and create that balance so actually it really comes back into taking the time get um pen and paper and plot out how do I want to feel Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: because really that's what our identity is tied into the most is the feeling that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, I want to just be very calm and very zen. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, what sort of identity is that? And who do I need to become to have that feeling? And then break that further down into, well, what sort of goals would that person have? And then break those goals further down yeah. into, well, what sort of habits do they have that they do every day? And keep that list, pick one, which is going to be your keystone habit. So for example, meditating Mm -hmm. and make sure that it is effective in getting you towards your goals, but that it's also easy and it's enjoyable. Otherwise you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you do those and it might not be something that you would have sat down and thought, you know, initially, okay, so I want to um, address this, this balance and I want to get rid of this. Hustle mentality.
0: Yeah.
1: What am I going to do? You might just think, well, I'm just going to finish work early on a Friday. But, like, so what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. What, what are you going to do with that time? How are you going to make sure that you don't, you know, pick up your laptop or, you know, read some research papers or check your emails? Like, what are you going to fill that time with? How is that going to change things, transform your behavior overall? So that you're actually making that real tangible shift. Yeah. So getting really, really specific and really, really, truly intentional. And being an intentional does mean sitting down and strategizing and planning and really thinking it through. Because if you don't do that, if you just pick something from thin air, you kind of just go and seeing what happens, which is good. Yeah, but you can do both. You can pick something intentionally and then see how that goes and then think, actually, this isn't great. I'm going to change it. But if you don't sit down and take that time to figure it out, it's probably not going to be the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just take your time over it again and write and write and write. Loads and loads of behavior ideation. Figure out, again, what's going to be the most effective in starting to make that change. Mm -hmm. Not not necessarily making the change overall, but starting. Yeah, that's often our biggest hurdle. It's just making a start. And what are you going to love? Yeah.
0: Amazing. Oh, I'm definitely, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to listen back to this podcast myself and do it. Like, Good. Great. Please do. <laughs> but it's just, it's so nice to kind of hear that the approach that you take and, and the suggestion that you had. And, and I think it, it can sometimes feel really difficult to actually give yourself that space and that time to do it. So like, yeah. If you're listening and feeling like, well, I, I haven't got the time to spend a day, like we're not suggesting spend a day, like, even if it's like an hour to start with, or 15 minutes, like anything yeah. is better than nothing at this stage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would always, it's quite funny, because literally every client I have, they're like, they come to me, and it doesn't matter what it is. Um, you know, I've had people who will come to me, they want to start writing more, or yep. they want to illustrate, they want to move their body. That's a big one. Yeah. And they're like, right, what I really want to do is, and it's always the same. I'm going to do it four times a week for an hour. And I'm like, no. (laughs) Can you do, can you do like five minutes, three times a week? And they look at me like, well, that's not going to change anything. Like, that's, but you're going to stick to it. Yep. Make it so easy that you can't say no to it. Because when you start off with any habit, all you want to do is build that consistency you're not trying to make any overnight you know transformations mm. you're trying to build a habit that you do without even thinking about it yeah and um yeah it was quite nice actually a few weeks ago i had a message from one of my first clients and we worked together for 5 months yeah and um you know she was one of the, one of the ones who when i said like no actually just i just even if you just do 2 minutes a day
0: yeah
1: um and she was like okay I trust you um and then I got a message from her like a year after we finished working together and said and it's like Dory, I like you said that to me at the time what would it be like if I kept this habit up even two minutes a day for a year how yeah. different would my life look and I've kept it up and I've done it and my life is completely different and she she'd gone from um working in an office to yeah. running, um, like an illustration business, selling a designs, and, and it's just, you have no idea until you've gone through it, the mm-hmm. impact of these consistent small changes because yeah. they do add up and they add up without you even realizing it's not effortful. It's, it's good, you, you're going with it. It's, you want any behavior change. People always say change is hard. Doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah. It
1: really doesn't. And actually the easier it is, the bigger the impact over time. So definitely, definitely start. Start really small. Just make a start.
0: Amazing. Well, I could literally talk to you all day. I can't believe we've been at this million hour. I know. I'm definitely going to have you back for another episode to talk all about self-esteem. I'd love to uh yes. I'd love to delve into that. That would be amazing. Let's um, do it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, just before you finish. Can you tell people where they can find you, what you've got coming up and how they can get involved working with you?
1: So the easiest way to find me at the moment because I'm moving about my website is on Instagram at Habit habitcoachjoy and all my links are on there. And at the moment, the only one-to-one coaching I'm doing is accountability coaching. But I do have loads and loads of free stuff. I actually have, um, for anybody who did want to set their intentional habits, I have a free workbook um, the link that will be in
0: my Instagram where it will guide you through exactly how to do that. Fantastic. And I can put that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, great. To go straight to. Um, awesome. Right. I will, um, hopefully speak to you very soon and thank you everybody for tuning in. You have been listening to the anti-hustle club podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you've been able to embrace just a little bit of anti-hustle into your every day. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and give us a follow at the Anti Hustle Club on Instagram.